Hello, welcome back. It is going to be the same guests all this week, so we still have Madlock. Hello there. And we're going to do a bit of a shorter one today, just talk about stuff that's been going on off-field. So, we talked yesterday, if you're listening, about how Sumare had a good game, and he said he wants to stay at the club. Yeah, did you see the uh, quick comments he made? What do you think of them? Yeah, so he he made an Instagram post in there, or um, a story I should be technically correct about. You know, keeping you know keeping the fight up. Um, you know, it was reported by the Mercury that um, uh, he wants to stay and he wants to fight for his position, which is nice to hear. I I'm I think of maybe it was potentially a culture shock being here. Maybe he has stuff going back home. There seem to be a few things that were alluded to, but it's nice to see now he's into it. And you know, that kind of came into the last game. And you know, in Diddy's been a real stalwart for us in that sort of back line but he's not had the greatest start to this season and it's good to now see that Samara's come on and he's like I said he adds a bit of a different yeah. dimension going forward so yeah it's good to see yeah because like Monaco were kind of sniffing around for him if I remember right and sort of I think they went as far as an offer they did make offers for him and he, I think he basically said you know I guess that must have made him think about where do you want to be because apparently after that he was, came to Rogers and said look I didn't have a good season last season. My head wasn't in it. And I don't want to leave the club on that note. I want to stay and have a good season. So when I do move on, I'll have moved on, you know, on the back of a good season. Or maybe he stays here and becomes like a superstar for us. I can hope. Yeah, I think there's also just a bit of a pragmatic side of, um, you know, once you kind of leave, you know, once you come into the Premier League and then you leave, it's hard to think. I, I don't, you don't get yeah, many comeback yeah. stories and that unless you're particularly uh, prolific. The only one that comes to mind is Ronaldo, um, off the top of my head at least. Yeah, and he's not been as popular as he might hope. Well, I'm. That's he's not been as good as he might hope as well. Yeah, <laughs> I said, you know, you know, I, I hope he plays against us. Really, I, I never thought I'd say <laughs> yeah. that. That is a weird thing. Like, I, I hope he does. But that, that's for tomorrow when we talk about the Manchester United game. Um, Absolutely. Other things that Leicester City women have played their final preseason friendly. This was against Brighton, and they suffered a two-one loss. Brighton went two goals up in the first half, and Sophie Howard, who's Scotland international, I think, has been called up to play for Scotland. He regularly um, plays for Scotland. Yeah, um, she's she's a defender. It must. Yeah, it, yeah. I think she's... with the women, yeah, it, it's been good to see that we are scoring. I, um, the women last season, I think that was what used to kill us. Is we would throw in yeah. a good defensive shift. There was a really good game against Chelsea where they eventually broke us just through sheer will and determination of a you know eighty minutes, and then we kind of just fell over, but. Uh, it's a tough league, but yeah, the see that we're now progressing. I think what didn't we say that they beat Reading, didn't they? If I remember rightly, yeah. So we beat Reading, who uh, finished very similarly in the table. We beat them two one. We beat Southampton as well, who, to be fair, have only just been promoted to the Championship. But by the sounds of it, we've had a pretty decent preseason for the women's team, and hopefully, we can take that on to the WSL. It's like Lydia Bedford. I know when she came in midway through last season not a whole lot seemed to change we changed our shape we changed the way we play but the results didn't change that much but it yeah, looks like I... now she's had a full pre-season with the players right and yeah. whatever plan she's got is that she can now implement and make it work and I'm really excited to see how we do next season 
Yeah, I think with the transition from Jonathan Morgan to her, I think Jonathan Morgan is very good in the championship. He's over at Burnley. I think he's been progressing quite well there. Yeah. Um, but he in in the championship midfield is probably a bit easier than in you know women's super league. Um, oh, women's super a league massive step up. Massive. It, it, it's big. I would say it's bigger than a championship to the Premier League, and that's even yeah. in itself a quite a big step. But yeah, the the levels in women's football, and that's because you know, and that will change hopefully as other clubs who have you know put more money into it and it becomes way more competitive but you know our academy is producing good results i think they won against arsenal women in uh an academy level trophy issued by the fa i can't remember it was like the fa shield or something like that for the women uh they won that that's a big that's a big mark of respect you know arsenal have been prolific in producing talent are definitely one of the most successful if not no they're the most successful women's team in the country by quite a mile so you know that's that's a credit to to how we're progressing but yeah with bedford she's had a quite good shift in the transfer market really choking up team had a good time to embed that in the team and then we're about under two weeks away from the women's super league starting and it looks optimistic if we can win a few games you know we'll be looking good it'll be a tough season liverpool got promoted from the championship so you are talking all quite decent sides with brighton no small side, so to, to, to go to them to lose 2-1 is not it's not something to be ashamed of, especially for a Absolutely team that's not. still in its offing. We're only in its, what, our third year of being professional going into this year. So two years of being professional, we're going into our third. Um, the only thing I will say, just whilst we're here, I, is if there is a petition to get women's <laughs> pre-seasons available on LCFC t- I know, TV right? and get the exposure, that'd be great. I don't know what all this secret squirrel business is about in terms of the women's game in preseason, but I, yeah. it has improved because it has. last it's year better, but yeah. last year they'd put up that um that you wouldn't find out about it before it had been played you just the only thing you'd find out about a match was that we'd played a behind closed doors preseason friendly against some other team and the only way to find out the score was to find a Twitter account of someone who'd actually been there and posted the score because they weren't putting them in the match reports. But we yeah. never actually get scores in the match reports. It tells us who scored. Yes, I'd love for them to be put on YouTube. Yeah, um, baby steps, I suppose. But it, yeah, I don't know what that's about. It seems a bit strange. But we will be doing a WSL preseason review properly next week. So we we'll can really talk about all that because the WSL kicks off on the 11th of September. Absolutely. Very brief one I saw just as we were going in to record this. Arsenal have apparently inquired about Tielemans. They're willing to pay £20 million for him. Less to say we want 35 to £40 million. Arsenal say we'll wait for him to become free at the end of the year then. Apparently, also, uh, just to add to that, from a maybe not as a high level source, but some noises being made that Liverpool may also make a last snatch for Tielemans towards it. They've been looking for um, someone to go into the midfield, haven't they? Uh, especially with, you know, we talk about our season's been a bit of a rough start given the quality of Liverpool. They're surprisingly low on the table after yeah. a spate of games. They. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be title challengers, but they've got a lot of work to do. I think they've only just managed to claw themselves back into the top half of the table. But it's it's a weird world where yeah, Liverpool and Man United are struggling for points, but it's still early doors in the in the season. To be fair, yeah, um, but it looks like I mean Tielemans' contract ex- runs out at the end of the year anyway. I think we're kind of expecting him to to leave at the end of the year. Who knows? He might still surprise us by signing a long contract. 
Um, although, honestly, I feel that he probably will leave on a free at the end of the year. And we kind of have to weigh up, you know, how much money do we get from kind of the performances he gives in terms of prize money and stuff versus letting him go and how much will that hurt us and things like that. So it probably is financially the right move to keep him as well, I think. Yeah. But as much as, you know, you want to get some return on investment, who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be a bidding war for him around Christmas. Because I think we do actually have enough midfielders to cope if he leaves. Yeah, I think we'd want... I think for with him, we just need someone who's more progressive thinking, so who will make those long balls. I know we had that link to the, the French player whose name escapes me, um, Aurore. Or oh I, yeah, I, I, know. I may be butchering his surname, and I'm, I'm sure there's people screaming at, at at the podcast at the minute trying to tell me what it is. Feel free to message me separately or send me a voice note if you know uh, I mean, me well enough. If we want, if we want to get people really drunk, we can make a drinking game of drink every time one of us butchers a name. Um, oh, we want people to live through our podcast, HQ. <laughs> we don't. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Rogers has had an interview. He's talked about why Daniel Amati is being picked ahead of Soyanchu. He sort of says Soyanchu doesn't seem 100% committed to the club. He was apparently asking, or apparently interested in a move away from the club. That's the reason that Soyanchu has been benched. I'm not sure what I think of this. I, ignoring whatever may be happening, it, some people kind of said it's airing dirty laundry. I don't think. I think it's, you know, people are interested. He got asked a question. I think he's just being honest. I remember the Spurs match where he kind of basically just threw himself to the ground hoping that he'd stop play instead of playing through the ball. And, you know, obviously, I think Son went on to score, assist someone scoring. Yeah. But it was just that. really embarrassing. And I had to admit, I, I, a part of me never wanted to see Sue and Tuna in a Leicester shirt again. But time has passed. Fact. Heels are wounded. <laughs> uh, sorry, heels are, uh, the wounds have healed, rather. <laughs> heels are wounded. <laughs> That was, in fact, his last Premier League game for us that time of game. It was, yeah. I think uh, um, I think that grated Rogers on a personal level. And I know it grated me for quite a while. It's well, Yeah, it is one of those ones of... So he entered so much better with Evans alongside him. I think but, they did, they did a really good article about Rob Tanner about the cool cat and the hot dog or something. I think it's a rough yeah. translation. It, it is an Italian form of defending where basically you're someone who's like a very no nonsense next to someone who's a bit more of a uh, a bit of more uh, all over the place you know we'll chase all the balls we'll yeah. hound people where you've got someone who's a bit more calm and collected to kind of make sure that if it gets past him he's there or if it gets past the cool cat then he sort of will chase the other guy down and yeah. i think as a pairing they worked quite well yeah i think i've described them before as like an attack dog and the, and a handler yeah so I think, uh, did you add this note? Several defenders are linked, but are there any good quality? So who have we been linked to? We've been linked with a whole host of things. And again, this is why I didn't really want to encourage the drinking game. But um, we've had a few <laughs> players. We have um, Renz Bade. We've got um, Davidovic uh, Dovic um, from Hellenes. So he plays uh, um, Hellenes Verona, which is for an Italian side. We've got... I have to do Dialio, but I know he's had so many people interested. I think PSG are being a bit of a tough seller. The real big names are Zakanji, uh, Tapsoba, uh, and uh, Verde Bremen's um, Max Lacroix, if I remember. And then obviously we've got the old link to 
Demiral, who is um, Solyuncu's countryman, who we were interested in before he had a massive injury. Um, I think we've been connected to him since 2020, but there's a lot of names. And when I say quality, you know, there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to want to give up decent defenders with, what, three or four days left in the transfer window? It will yeah. be a tough market. We'll pay over the odds, and I don't know if we'll have the appetite to do it, but we need to do it. I yeah, don't know. I mean, it needs must on this one. The defence who are good enough to step straight in to a team who is ambitious still in the Premier League is, is not a long one. So Dortmund's Akanji would be an interesting one, but Dortmund's defensive record is possible, maybe not as bad as ours, but they've definitely shipped quite a few goals. Akanji, you know, is kind of a third pick. And there's a part of me that's a bit like, if he's third pick for a team that's shipping lots of goals, what is it they see? I I think if we, if it was my choice, um, Lacroix would be my choice because yeah. he's the youngest. He's up and coming. He's on the French international. He He's almost a bit, could potentially be another Fofana without kind of pushing it. He has a lot of similar attributes to Fofana. Yeah, I think he'd be an interesting one and he'd be someone that Rodgers could mould. I don't, you know, a lot of the others I think are all in their mid to late 20s which is kind of obviously peak for most players particularly defenders yeah it is going to be difficult i think to bring someone in at a good price because you know you need someone good enough to step into the premier league if you're pulling from outside that's probably going to be we're looking at one of their best defenders and you'd have to be mad sell one of your best defenders this close to close the transfer window on which point for farner's move to chelsea hmm it's apparently as good as done. Now, I don't think I've actually seen any official source confirming this. Um, no, but I think the Athletic and Fab have more or less confirmed it. Rob Tan has corroborated it. it, it a bar, the only person who can make it cement it more than the official word would be uh, John Piercy. Or Percy, yeah, sorry. and it's uh, he's apparently out in the US having his medical in New York. Which is weird. His, his second medical, yeah. So it sounds like Ted, good old Ted at Chelsea, has uh, not just done the club medical, which I think he's done in London already. He really wants to get his money's worth and he's paid some private doctors to I don't know, scan him at an extra level, which is kind of prudent in some weird ways. I mean, he, he did have an injury and there is a chance that he could be recurring. Yeah. I don't know what they'll be looking for, but maybe that's some of the thinking is... He was injured, you know, lest he forget. And we yeah. then gave him a pay bump again, lest he forget. Not that I'm bitter. Um, I'm really curious as to what his new wage actually was. So I checked on TransferMark to see how much we were paying him, and it said £19,200 a week. I think he obviously... went into the 100000 range, I think was what the new bumper contract got to him. Nothing too wild, but definitely one of the higher earners in the club. I mean,. If he's earning much over £100,000, he's still earning more in a week than I earn in two years. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, this is. I don't try and think of it like that because it just makes me sad. But I, yeah, yeah. But let's just remember, Ben Shilwell was on, what, 60, 70 with us a week? He went to Chelsea and is now 300, and he is second pick. So when you have that kind of money you can throw around, it's... Hard, and I think Fafano is, you know, he's clearly quite mercenary. He was very mercenary with his last club. Um, yeah, Saint Etienne. That's right, yeah. Where our old friend Pearl was managing before he basically got chased off the pitch by their fans. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so we kind of got a bit screwed over with the timings of when we record and release this because 
when we recorded the last episode of this, it was he'd been left out of the squad because his head wasn't fully in it. And then we recorded it, and then the day after we record and the day before we release, it comes out that he's skipped training and has been sent to train with the under-21s. Yeah. And it's one of those things, right? So the wild thing about footballers doing this is when you think, oh, he skipped training, it's easy to think... Oh, that's not so bad. I occasionally miss the odd training with my, you know, with my Sunday league team. It's, uh, you get on with it. But it's like, no, this is the training sessions are their day to day. That's like deciding to skip work. Yeah, um, I think Rogers put it eloquently. You know, these guys get paid a lot. The least you yeah. could do is turn up. I think that was a fair. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was really reflecting on with this is that. You know, if, say, some other company in my industry were interested in hiring me away from my current one, and I decided to force it to happen by stopping turning up to work and making them put me on, like, little pointless, you know, busy work projects. Mm. And then when I go to the new company and they say to them, it's like, yeah, yeah, they're letting me go because, you know, I did these things to get out of, to get them to agree to let me go. The new company would look at me and go, what the hell's wrong with you? We don't want you anymore. But in football, apparently, just to give you a sense of why it's such a wild word, world, that's fine. I was also thinking, like, I had a bit of thinking, isn't his agent surely telling him, stop acting out and be professional? But then I thought, possibly not. Because part of the thing with the lower price is that probably it means that, you know, the if he does lower his price, and in the end he's gone for... 70 million plus add-ons likely to take it 75 million right our asking yeah, price that's... was 85 million so they've managed to get themselves a 10 million pound discount which is probably going into Fafana's wages and his agent's bonus well i think his agent would also get a percentage on the fee that's signed but yeah um... but the the extra wages his cut of that is going to be where he really makes bank on it right it kind yeah. of occurred to me agents have this if you know with the way that works if if kind of the lower fee means that more money goes to agents bonuses the agent signing fee which i have read is a thing that happens it's definitely a thing that happens when i play football manager more than i want to admit then don't agents have this really weird incentive to get their players to move for as little money as possible and it's like I don't know, it feels like there's one of those things of there should be ways to punish this, or am I just being reactive? As in players skipping training and engineering a move out. I, You know, it's interesting with this. You know, we had this with Merez, and I thought it would be a similar sort of saga, and I thought the trump card we held is that if you stay with us, you will probably play, if not play, and you will get regular game time, and then you'll be considered for the French national team. Where that's not necessarily guaranteed at Chelsea. I've probably said this like a hundred times. I apologise if you're sick of hearing it. But I thought we would hold that. And then apparently we've just kind of ripped up the page. And it sounds like he was being so disruptive. Because, you know, officially they've reported it was one day. There was a good in-the-know Sam Martin on Twitter who suggested it was actually possibly a few days. Uh, He couldn't even find himself to be excited for when we scored during the last home match he was at. And it's that that put a really bad taste in my mouth. I think... Merez at least had the dignity not to turn up if he felt like that. And he did the whole waiting at the airport antics and it was all driven by his agent. But we held firm. But I guess I think with the issues that we have, I think maybe they said needs must and now. But we've decided this too late. This is, I'm a bit, I don't know. I feel like we've made a rod for our own back with this. Still kind of have this sort of deja vu-ish feeling where 
he either fails the medical on some weird thing and at the end move ends up not going or Chelsea don't quite manage to submit papers in time something we've definitely found is a thing that you can do in the past mm. and um, just him ending up being stuck here till Christmas which would be or till January which would be um, uh, I'm not sure if I want to see that it would be definitely bad for his World Cup chances if he has to stay in the under 21 squad um, yeah no absolutely then, if he skipped training a few times though is it one of those things I've looked at you right you can because the, the standard contract is really limiting on how much you can actually do with players who are acting out yeah, usually there's a set list of punishments, which is a code of conduct sort of thing, isn't there? And yeah, there is. So it varies. It varies. Usually, it's manager led as well, and it's not quite a fine where the club makes money. Usually, I think historically it goes into the Christmas party fund. Yeah, but there's kind of a thing of you know the basically for a, the first instance of a player doing something, you can find them up to two weeks' wages, and then yeah. after that, four weeks' wages. This is why I went and looked up how much he was earning. So I thought, if he's only on £19,000 a week, then we can find him, what, £40,000? Which, okay. Be more than that, even more than that, but yeah, still. Yeah. Which, okay, I mean, that's enough money for, like, a National League team to run for a year. Hmm. But it's not much money in terms of what he'll be earning at Chelsea. I don't know, I just, I just felt... I know players sometimes do it, but the level of unprofessionalism, because, you know, if you compare him to Tielemans, who and Madison as well has had teams interested in him. I mean, with Maguire, he was a consummate professional through that whole thing, given how yeah. much media attention was drawn on him as well. Yeah, and, you know, as much as people say, I've seen people saying, oh, well, you know, Chilwell also down tools. It's like, well, no, he didn't. He didn't start skipping training. He played for us right up until the last game of our season before he moved to Chelsea I think people think about it. he will, he'd piled around with the Chelsea team didn't he a bit after uh, yeah, a while I, and was, that was uh, quite irritating but yeah. that was irritating and maybe that was a touch unprofessional but I mean heck, he, I think he was one of the last players to score for us that season uh, yeah but I think it's just a yeah. bit of a modern game I mean I saw um, oh was it Harry Kane who is he he embraced briefly someone on the Arsenal team. I mean, seeing a Spurt, was it? No, tell a lie. Just want, no, that was it. He embraced Sterling. You know, you talk about Chelsea and Spurs. You know, we. I know it. You know, Spurs and Arsenal are the big rivalry. You know, the historically speaking, but Chelsea and Spurs for me, they're far more vicious and far more. Uh, that that seems to be a hatred, especially at the player level, is quite strong, given history, given just proximity even like was it the previous owner Abramovich refused to work with Livy yeah and now you've got after the game quite a heated game Kane kind of puts his arm around Sterling to have a quick chat and then they go obviously they're consummate professionals and they work and play for England but you just yeah. would never have imagined that maybe what five ten years ago yeah I, it, it's kind of one of those things that people talk about when you compare it to the other that like I thought Chilwell was there maybe a dip in his performance after he signed for Chelsea? I maybe, but he scored. He normal... scored against Watford shortly after that as well, didn't he? Yeah, like... I, I think that's more in people's heads. The way Madison sort of treated the Newcastle interest in him was one hundred percent professional. The way Tielemans has been 
with like the interest from Arsenal and um, Liverpool, and I'm sure he's had interest from other clubs as well. Um, it's probably not not public, but he's never, even if he's had his head turned, even if he's looked at the club and thought, "I would like to go there," it, he's never stopped playing for us, right? And I know people have criticised the performances, but it's like, look, he's playing a lot. He's playing a huge amount. Um, Absolutely. But to make yourself unavailable for selection, just oh dear, I have the yeah. Marez did a little bit of that, but yeah, it did. It did feel like Fofana went that step further, and I don't think he acted alone. I think his agent was definitely a massive element to it. To what yeah, I, I don't think Marez ever made himself unavailable for selection, did he? He didn't turn up for training, but I think it was like just the one. So this is what they've yeah. officially said: it's the one. But it's gotten to the point that they've just put him officially in the under twenty threes, and then they promoted Brunt, Lewis Brunt, is it Brunt or Brunt? Ah, oh, right. Um, so you know, with one of the under twenty threes, kind of got a de facto promotion because of Fafana. But I, yeah, like I said, Sam Martin report, and I believe it as well. I think it was something more serious than just not turning up to a single training. I think um, yeah. Merez didn't turn up to like the first training of the week and then would turn up for the rest just as a novel. I'm not going to turn up for one day because I'm angry about this sort of thing. But he also did the whole airport, you know, waiting at the airport, which is a bit more yeah. embarrassing than it was anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things as well. Of I, I imagine that to kick a player out to the under 23s, they've got to be like a disruptive influence on your training sessions. Well, I think it happened to, you know, not not here, but to Danny Rose, didn't it? You know, he sort of got demoted to, to them. I think with us, the only person that comes to mind is maybe Slimani and Gray. Gray kind of, Gray only really had a bit of a hate under Claude Puel, but, you know, after that, he he kind of got demoted to the under-23s quite regularly, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and now he's, like, playing really well for Everton, I want to say. I I uh, I don't know if really well is the way I put it, but he he's he's pre- I think he's he's right. good. I think it's Let's... a shame we let him go, but I think it was at that point there was so much bad blood between him and yeah. the club. He's very unprofessional. He 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 aired a lot of laundry on on social media, and I think the club weren't inclined to be very kind to him after that. So all right, maybe he's uh... not playing very well for Everton, but. He's playing well for Everton, which makes him look like a superstar amongst the rest of what Everton are doing. <laughs> Better <laughs> by comparison, but no, but he is good. I mean, he used to be. I think he could have been easily our right wing solution. Oh yeah, maybe not I, solution, but he would have definitely been an option. <laughs> I hate to keep pointing to football manager, the source of all my knowledge, but he's definitely <laughs> one I've got. Like on my version of it, that was before we sold Gray. Yeah. I played him a lot, and he was really good for us. But I think in that he doesn't have the bad blood with the club. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that with us. I think it was just unfortunate he, he ended up and he proved himself in Germany, and he's now yeah provide. He's, well, he's having a better comeback than um, Delhi Ali has. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Yeah. Well, so on that last note, then just to summarise, because we we've wandered off to talk about professionalism and general stuff. Which is I think it's fine. very fundamental to Fafana. You it's know, we, we very, about it. he was, yeah. and I think the short of it is he was very unprofessional. I think yeah. it's it, it was un. I know people. I think he did it before, but I think the level of which he did it and how public it's been has been a bit unprecedented. I think I'm a bit surprised how public he let it get. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, one thing I didn't mention. Right, I, I saw on the thread where Ornstein uh, on the Athletic was sort of said that this has happened i saw one of the most 
ludicrous hot takes, right? Because someone who I think often posts on Rob Tanner's post, he's a fan of Leicester, was saying, right, we need to have stuff like actually enforce FFP properly and we need to, you know, if players act out like this, suspend them for a number of games at a new club, which I think might be a bit much. He also said, how about you? a player cannot be transferred twelve months for 12 months after they sign a new contract? Just to stop things like that. I think that's a bit reactive as well, maybe. But then someone in the comments below that said that Leicester should be docked points for messing Fafana and Chelsea about. I'm just like, oh my god, what a stupid hot take. Well, we like a good hot take, don't we, here on, we uh, do like on Reddit and take. Discord and, tw- and Twitter. Is, yeah, there's some good hot takes. Um, but yeah, that's that's unique. There's definitely, I mean, that's definitely in the same vein of, if, if, do you remember the hashtag free Merez? Where we oh, were keeping a prisoner. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of silliness. And yeah, it's very prevalent, unfortunately. And yeah, I've seen a few Chelsea fans suggest it, but Chelsea fans are uh, a unique breed. breed. <laughs> yeah, they're very unique yeah. in a lot of different ways. And yeah, that, I'm going to leave it as that before I make myself a massive target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the only thing I will say is there was one fan who has been pointed out on the Discord um, who has regularly just added Wesley Fofana, um, asking him to join uh, Chelsea. Uh, I mean, on a possibly multiple times a day basis. I assume he got muted or blocked or both. Um. <laughs> it actually reminds me of one thing that we haven't talked about here, was that uh, there were a lot of reports saying that Fofana had already agreed personal terms to Chelsea like a few weeks ago. I kind of wonder, I know he handed in his transfer request in mid-August, um, so maybe we gave him permission to talk to Chelsea at that point. But if we didn't, and those allegations are true, then there could be a bit of a tapping up thing going. I shall be very curious to see how that comes out. I think this is one of these things where no... So my knowledge of employment law is okay because I've dealt with, obviously, um, employees and stuff. And effectively, if you... And this might be useful in your personal life... You you may have to give, let's say you're, you're on three months' notice. You don't need to really do that. Your contract will say you're bound to it, but no law on the land will force you, will never stop you earning money. If you are offered a job that pays you better, you more or less have a right to work. Obviously, that might get noted in your references, or it might get. They can't quite go as far as blackball you, but it can be mentioned. You can't, you know, you're probably not going to be reinvited back to that company. It'll be remembered from a professional point of view, which is why most people don't do it. But if you wanted to, you can walk away. And if you're basically not worried about the people you've just worked with and you just want to walk away, there's they're never going to be able to legally enforce. They could bring you to court and the court will never really do anything about it. Just make sure that you return in the equipment of the company. Well, so in that same vein, I don't see how enforceable that is. It's probably one of these rules where it's there to deter people from doing it. But it seems to be quite a common thing that people have agreed personal terms all over the place. And there's ways around it as well, where you agree it in principle, where it's not a legally binding thing. It's a statement of intent. And you can agree in principle all sorts of things legally. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to carry through with it until you exchange contracts. And I think that may be what it is. It's one of these things where I bet you it's a bit of a legal minefield. So well, I, yeah. when they said agreed personal terms, they probably unofficially said, we'll take this amount and stuff, don't they? And yeah, it went from there. But I don't think that will, anyone will follow up on it. I, yeah, I will say that there are specific rules in football about talking to someone before you've got permission from their club. 
which don't apply in other industries. Maybe they're not enforceable, but maybe the league can still do something. Maybe. They might be the sort of chastising, there might be a fine with it, but given the FA's history, I don't think they'll do much about it. Um, I, I agree it is a rule. I agree it should be enforced. I also wonder if there's peculiarities around it where if an, a, if an agent happens to talk on your behalf, is, that's not the same as you talking to it, so maybe Fafana technically pleaded ignorance whilst his agent acted. His agent was very active during this. That was very clear to be honest yeah. I, I imagine Leicester will, will probably want to kill most of the agents I do suspect Madison is going to get quite a hefty pay bump when as and when that contract's agreed after the whole antics around Newcastle came in so I think that's as much as we can say on Vafana so let's uh, leave that for now and we will come back tomorrow with previews of games coming later this week see ya yeah, thanks for joining us Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier. It also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license.